Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the future he will honour Galilee of the nations, by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light, and those living in the land of the deep darkness a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as the day of the Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bark across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government of peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Thank you so much, Lucy, for reading the passage for us today. It saves me doing it and it was beautifully read. Hello, Merry Christmas. It is crazy that Christmas is nearly here. On one hand, I'm thinking, where did 2020 go? And on the other, I'm quite happy for this, ha- this year to end. But before all of that, we have Christmas. Do you like Christmas? What about this year? Are you able to have some of the usual Christmas traditions? Or have you created any new ones? I love a do-it-yourself kit. Not like DIY, hammers, nails and things like that. More like a craft activity where an artist gives you the opportunity to learn a little bit of their trade. And I decided to buy a fold-your-own paper baubles kit for my family to do, thinking that it would be a fun, creative Christmas activity to do one evening. But in reality, it turned into a very stressful Friday evening, until at about 10pm we found a video tutorial online. And now I fully believe that I am a pro at making paper baubles. Is this maybe how Christmas is for you? Are you looking forward to Christmas? Are you hoping it will be fun and peaceful this year? Or actually, is Christmas really hard for you? Have the disagreements started early due to the season being different? How is the three household limit for you? Has it brought chaos into the family WhatsApp group as you find out who the true favourites of the family are? Christmas, the season of peace on earth and goodwill for all. The thing is... It just doesn't always live up to the marketing hype and the expectations. And with everything that has, 20, has happened in 2020, is it going to happen this year? And 2020, what a year. How have you found it? In many ways, it has been a quiet year. Many of us were forced to slow down as we went into the first lockdown, to focus on the small things, cherish the things that we do have, and think a little bit outside of the box in things to do and how to interact with those outside of our household. But I'm not sure I would describe it as a year marked by peace. In all honesty, when I was given the verses for this series and told I was speaking on peace, I wasn't exactly excited. 
I look around at the world and don't see much peace. I see hurt, pain, injustice, corruption, fighting, hate, anxiety and brokenness. But peace? It seems a little bit elusive at this point. And the lack of peace isn't just something I see out there, removed from myself, external. I know the conflict, the anxiety, the uneasiness, the lack of peace on the inside as well. A very real internal problem. Where is the peace in this world? Do you see it? Have you seen it? What even is peace? Peace, in the dictionary definition, is calm and tranquility. It is the absence of conflict and violence. Life without worry or anxiety, a life lived with security. You might find peace in a slow morning where you can relax, drink your coffee and not rush. There are peace agreements to end conflicts between warring parties. Is your moment of peace when the children go off to bed? Or maybe even when the guests leave after Christmas round yours and you can just flop on the sofa? We can find peace knowing, in knowing that our bills are paid for the month and there is food in the cupboards. But these things aren't secure or lasting. And by this definition of peace, we haven't achieved it. We don't have world peace, and the world knows it. According to the annual Global Peace Index, the level of global peacefulness has dropped this year since 2019. This isn't really a surprise, but this is the ninth drop in peace levels in the last 12 years. We humans like to claim to know more now than previous generations, to be smarter and more enlightened. We have our mindfulness apps and exercises. Well-being is taught in schools and talked about in workplaces. We are aware of the failures of our world leaders and have the means to work together to bring about change. And don't get me wrong, there is some good stuff out there that is good and helpful. But we don't seem any closer to peace, inner or global. We don't seem to have mastered living with peace. In fact, it feels like it's getting worse. It can feel like we're dealing with the surface problems, papering over the cracks, but not dealing with the root of the problem. But when the Bible speaks of peace, it is a peace that includes our understanding of peace, but is actually far more than it. The word for peace in the Old Testament is shalom, and its Greek equivalent in the New Testament is arene. Shalom is rich and complex. It means wholeness, being complete, perfect, no defects. It is being rightly related to God, to earth, each other and yourself, and taking joy in it. It can be described as an intricate, stunning tapestry, each thread in its right place, working together in harmony with all the other threads and the maker to build this full tapestry. You might like to have thought you became a master chef during lockdown. Well, shalom is like a beautiful, rich meal, cooked to perfection with each flavour, texture and colour just right, working together to create a meal to be marvelled at. Shalom is a state of being, where the whole world, us included, know its purpose and flourishes and thrives. It isn't peace for a moment or just dealing with the surface issues. It is a peace that goes right down to the core and being made with God. Do you want this peace? Are you craving it in your life and in the world? Where are you looking for this peace? What are you placing your security and hope in for this peace? 
No amount of mindfulness activities, peace agreements, or even move into the world's most peaceful country, which is Iceland, by the way, is going to bring this peace. No relationship, salary, job, status is going to give us peace. This peace, as Isaiah tells us, comes with the birth of a baby. We're going to read Isaiah 9 verses 6 to 7 again. For to us a child is born, to us a child is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Prince of Peace, Shalom, real peace. Peace that will know no end, not just a fleeting moment or a peace agreement until the next issue rises. This peace will continue forever and ever. And it came in the form of a baby. A baby with some pretty hefty names to live up to. Wonderful counsellor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. The government will be on his shoulders and he is going to lead it so well that his kingdom and peace will never end. This is not just any baby or any birth. Isaiah is talking about the birth of Jesus. Talking about Jesus' birth roughly 700 years before the event even took place. Before Jesus was born. A birth that the world still celebrates over 2,000 years later. Have you ever thought about that? The reason for Christmas, the thing that is at the heart of this season, the reason why we call for peace at this time, is because of the birth of Jesus. I know no other birth that is still celebrated so widely, so long after the event happened. This is no normal birth. This is no ordinary baby. Isaiah writes, a child is born, a son is given. And he isn't repeating himself here for dramatic effect. He is saying two different things. Jesus was born on that night in a barn surrounded by animals. That night, Jesus became human, but his life didn't start on that night. Mark, who was the first to write one of the Gospels, said Jesus' birth went back before the night of his birth, before Mary and Joseph, the shepherds, wise men and Herod, He goes back to Isaiah. Matthew, who wrote the next one, goes even further back to Abraham. Luke goes one step further, going back to Adam, the first man. And John, John just goes straight to the beginning. He writes this. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. There was no beginning of Jesus. Jesus was at the beginning When the world was created, Jesus was there. He was the word through which the world was created. He didn't become a son on the day he was born. He was already a son, the eternal son of God. God's son given for us, given to save us, to give us eternal life, to bring us peace and make us whole. Why do we celebrate Christmas? Why do we make a big deal about a birth that happened so many years ago? This is why Jesus, the eternal son, became human to give us peace, real peace, shalom in all its fullness. 
Jesus lived among us, he died, and then he rose again to make a way for us to be forgiven and to live in relationship with God, to be made right with God and find peace deep down inside of us and his peace to stretch out over the whole world and to never end. 2020 has been a difficult year, but there have been conflicts, injustice, corruption, uncertainty, anxiety, a lack of peace throughout human history. Even after all these years, we have managed to bring lasting peace. We haven't managed to bring lasting peace. We can't do it on our own. We need Jesus. Through his birth, Jesus brought peace on earth. His kingdom of peace began. And when he ascended into heaven, he gave us his peace in the form of the Holy Spirit. He said this in John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Jesus gives us his peace. He gives us peace that makes us whole, that restores us. Peace that allows us to sleep in a storm. Peace that means we don't have to worry about the things of tomorrow. He gives us this real deep peace because of what he has done. We can stand confident that through Jesus we are made right with God, that we are loved, that we are treasured, that we are protected and that we have a purpose. This peace, it is a gift, a free gift for each of us to receive a gift that is worth far more than any gift you could wish for and that cost far more than any gift anyone could ever buy. This gift of peace freely given to us, Jesus paid with for, with, for with his blood. Jesus became human, died on a cross, defeated death and rose again to give you peace, to make you whole, to take off the weight of sin and shame, to set you free and so you can live with God for eternity. This isn't peace for a moment before the peace agreement is broken or the conversation topic comes back around or the next world crisis hits. This is peace forever. I met up with a friend while I was preparing for this and she shared with me what God had been doing in her life recently. Listening to her, I couldn't help but smile, knowing the goodness of God and seeing up close the power of his peace. God's love, life and peace just tumbled out of her as she spoke. My friend has been through some difficult situations. Her life is not trouble-free and everything isn't suddenly fixed but it is clear to see how Jesus had given her deep peace and confidence in him and in who she is and what her life is in him. This is the peace Jesus offers us. It doesn't mean our lives are trouble-free, but it is deep, real peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Have you got it? Have you accepted the gift of peace that Jesus is offering you? Do you know you are forgiven? made right with God and made new in him. Jesus is offering it to you. Peace that the world can't give you as hard as it tries and as much as you look for it, it won't be there. It might seem scary putting your hope of peace in the birth of a baby. It might not make sense, but is the peace of the world really working for you? It might just be worth putting your life and who you are in the arms of the Son of God who became human and accept his peace. Today is your day. 
Today is the day to accept the peace Jesus is offering you. Jesus wants you to have it. He wants you to live experience in his peace. But actually, maybe you know Jesus. You have accepted his gift of peace. You've been following and living with him for a while. But right now you're struggling to know and experience God's peace. Let me tell you, you are not alone. This year I have struggled to see peace. Instead, it has felt like I've seen the conflict and brokenness in our world over and over again and with fresh eyes. And then added to that, I have been reminded again and again that it is reflected inside of me. Even while preparing for today to talk about God's peace, I had to fight for it. I had to continually stop and come back to the source of my peace. As I look back over the year, it has been the moments where I've gone to Jesus to find peace, to heal the hurt and the pain and fix the brokenness. It was when I slowed down enough to let the Holy Spirit work in me and speak to me that his peace could come in again. When I made space for him to remind me of how I am forgiven and loved and adopted into his family and made right with him, that was when I experienced his peace. Peace is only found in Jesus. The eternal struggle, the sense of uneasiness and the anxiety, the conflict inside of us, nothing and no one will quiet it, remove it or restore us apart from Jesus. We were made for a relationship with God, to live in harmony with him, with creation and with each other. We were separated from God because of our sin, but we were restored to him through Jesus. Are you in that place? Are you struggling to know God's peace? Let's stop. Stop what you're doing, pause, reshift your eyes onto Jesus and let's listen to him speak his truth over us today. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to fill you and give you his peace right now and then I'm going to pause to let him speak. Let's take this moment. Holy Spirit, fill each one of us, wherever we are, whatever we are doing, let us know your deep, Real I encourage you, if you heard God's voice and felt his peace today, write it down, make a note of it so you don't forget. And if you want to, let us know. We love to hear of God at work in people's lives and we'd love to hear what he's said. Now, the only time I can think of when it is acceptable to wear a tea towel on your head is when you're a shepherd in the nativity. It's the part where the angels visit the shepherds to tell them the good news of the birth of Jesus. And although I doubt the shepherds that night 2,000 years ago were wearing tea towels on their heads, the angels did say this to them. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Peace among those with whom he is pleased. Those who God is pleased with. If you have accepted Jesus' gift of peace, then you are hidden in him. And just as God is pleased with Christ, he is pleased with you. 
God delights over you. He delights in giving you his peace. He doesn't give it to you begrudgingly or out of a sense of duty. He is passionate about giving you his peace because he loves you, not for anything that you've done, but because you are found in Christ, adopted into his family. God's peace is incredible. It is a gift for all, and Jesus has brought it to earth. But we can't ignore the reality of our world, the real absence of peace, the pain, conflict, violence and suffering that is found in every corner of our world. We know it can be found many miles from us, but also we know it can be found right here in our country, in our towns and in our neighbourhoods. For you, the reality of our broken world might be incredibly close at this time. Living in and knowing God's peace does not mean we live apart from these realities. Our world remains broken. It is not fully restored to God yet. The world continues to look for the source of peace and security in all the wrong places. And it can look and feel like there is no way out. Like there is no end. That the conflict, corruption, injustice, pain and hurt are so deep that there is no human way to dig them out. But we know the end. Isaiah prophesies it of the greatness of his government and the peace, there will be no end. He, Jesus, will reign on David's throne over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. That day will come. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish it. We know how this is going to end, We know that this kingdom is here and it is coming and that it will reign over the whole world. We know there will be a day when we live in harmony, in peace with God, with ourselves and with each other, where God will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. There will be a day when wars will end, fighting will stop, anger and hate will be removed, Corruption and injustice will be no more. We will live in the fullness of God's love for us, the whole world in shalom, us included. I cannot wait for that day. My heart aches for that day. But we are not in that day right now. We live in the in-between, between the now and the not yet. We have read ahead in the story, we know what is to come that the winning battle has been fought and that Jesus has won. God's kingdom is here. God's peace on earth has come and we can see glimpses of it. But it hasn't come yet in all its fullness. We can have hope because that day is coming, but it isn't now. Andrew Wilson a few weeks ago likened it to World War II with D-Day and VE Day. D-Day when the tide turned and the Allies knew that they would win the war. But the war didn't end then. It didn't end until the following year on VE Day. D-Day didn't mean the soldiers could down weapons and just expect to live in the victory they knew were coming. There were still battles to fight and land to take. And we live in that time. And although it is difficult, we live in a battle. It is good because it means that more people can turn to God. More people can accept his gift of lasting peace. We live in this time so that his gift of peace and life is still available for all. How are you bringing God's peace into the lives around you?
Our world is craving peace and so desperately needs it. And Jesus has given us his peace. We can be the peacemakers in our world. A few weeks ago, we were challenged to bring God's kingdom into every situation and place we find ourselves in. Where has God placed you today to share his peace on earth? Where do you see a lack of peace this Christmas? How can you bring peace to those you meet as we end this year that has been difficult for so many? God's peace is here. We have been given it and we can share it with the world. Let's be the ones that bring real peace to the Christmas celebrations, to our world this year. I pray that whatever you do this Christmas, whether it is everything you wanted or whether you know already that it will be a difficult time, I pray that you know God's peace. I pray that you experience his incredible peace on earth and that you get to share it with others, bringing others to Jesus who so wants to give them peace. Thank you.